Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Bricktown Breakdown. And the gang's back together. It's Hunter and Tony and Clem, the Indian, the Italian, and the kids, <laughs> as, as we're known on the record. <laughs> last, uh, since the last time we talked, we, uh, the Thunder have uh, split their two games. They lost to the... We lost to the uh, the Pelicans and Stephen Adams' return to OKC on New Year's Eve. And then we opened up the year 2021 with a tight, close win against the Orlando Magic down in Florida. Uh, Hunter, what were your overall thoughts from these two games? Undefeated in 2021 is my first thought. Like, champion, run away to that. Tanking's for losers. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in, in reality, you know, the first game, it was our very first blowout of the season. Uh, it was like a 33-point blowout. Oh, we got to learn from that, you know? Like, the young guys, they just got to learn from uh, building up from that, you know, just not letting it weigh it down, have a short-term memory. A lot of our guys didn't have their best game. I think the best player that day was probably Al Horford. He shot, like, 7 for 9 and 3 for 5 from 3, 17 points. Other than that, there wasn't too much else to brag about from everybody else. Everybody kind of played a little sloppy, a little less excited, a little less uh, motivated. But uh, that was a completely different, you know, uh, aspect to today's game. Everybody else looked a little motivated to play. You saw players like Baisley, who's been in a funk late recently, go off for like uh, 70% field goal shooting all, all together, 50% from the 3-2-4, 19 points all together. And you just see uh, kids like Teo Maladon. He went off today. It was probably his best career game so far, 5-7. You know, my number one, Teo, fanfic favorite. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, actually – he had the uh, – Second highest, I think. No, just uh, third highest uh, net positive eight from on the court. You know who was the first net positive who overall? It? it was Alexei Pokachevsky. How many net positive he twelve? Played? He only played like oh, he played four. Yeah, Three he minutes. played the yeah fourteen minutes, the lowest amount of minutes for anybody on the court today. Still a healthy and, amount though, like yeah. over order of playing. He time. only attempted one shot from three, and that was about it. Just uh, two rebounds and two turnovers, so it kind of canceled each other out there. That's, oh, and pretty, a steal. Uh, that's pretty tame for him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Baisley, he put up a double-double today. His, probably his one of his best games so far this season. He just looked really controlled compared to other days. You know, he couldn't buy a bucket. He's one of the worst three-point shooters in the league right now. But uh, today he got better, and weirdly his very first made three was a contested uh, three in the face of uh, Markel Fultz, which was really weird. But, uh, you know, if it goes down, it goes down. Shea didn't have his best game today at all, but, you know, uh, he made up for it in other ways. He was dishing the ball a lot. He had seven assists. I think that was the team high. And uh, I think he only had one turnover to show for it, which is really good. He had more control this time around. And uh, 16 points altogether. He was making some good shots towards the end. And then, of course, we saw Al Horford today. He showed out, too. He didn't put up great shooting numbers, but, you know, when it count, when it mattered, it mattered. He put up that game-winning, like, game-sealing three, and I was very excited to see that from Big Al. That's, that's rating his, uh, raising his trade stock right there, so maybe we'll get something even more out of him for that. So, uh, you know, everybody just played to their strengths today, and I love seeing that. Lou Dort had an amazing reverse layup, and it seems like that's coming, becoming more of a, a common thing from him. He just has amazing athleticism and control when he gets towards the rim. And I just want to keep seeing more of that. And these guys are – they aren't, like, uh, playing astounding, but they're playing really good. And everybody had a – it was a pretty even scoring today, which shows a lot of ball movement. And I love seeing that. You got to see a lot of ball movement from your young team. And you know it's only going to build from that. We were talking earlier, Clemente, about a 
SGA, he doesn't like put up the, the volume shooting numbers that you see from like up and coming franchise stars. But we were talking about, you know, we love seeing stars like that be passive, kind of like Ben Simmons. He's a really passive guy. He gets his guys going. He's a good facilitator, a great creator. And we're seeing a lot of that from Shea. And I'm really excited to see what he can do with that going towards the future. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier about how the Pelicans loss was a good like character test for the team about how they're going to bounce back from losing at such a large margin to, I think it was like over 30 points. And we saw tonight that they re- uh, they responded well to diverse, uh, adversity with uh, after losing such a game in such a fashion. And like you mentioned with Shea, man, I think people are, are too too concerned about him not putting up a bunch of a uh, bunch of shots because personally, I would rather have a, a scoring guard who is uh, low volume and high efficiency. Uh, those those uh, high-volume, low-efficiency guards can only do so much for your team. I mean, look at Utah with Donovan Mitchell, no disrespect. But Utah ceiling is probably, what, second Western Conference Finals at most. With Shea, um, I really like how he's been playing. He's, play- he's been playing within the offense, not forcing anything. He has a nice flow. His passing has been really impressive this season thus far. He's really uh, honed into that, and he's really taking up the role of like being the facilitator of the team. He's done a good job in the pick and rolls, full court passes, uh, stuff like that. I'm really, I'm really impressed with Shea's game. Um, I don't mind him being like conservative when it comes to like uh, looking for a shot, because like I mentioned, the offense is uh, in the flow. Like I would rather have a good shot from somebody else than Shea forcing a shot up. And us Thunder fans <laughs> are too accustomed to like having a point guard who like forces their shot oh, say it. <laughs> oh don't you dare <laughs> already getting controversial we're not I even just, like what 15 minutes in i'll just leave it at that don't finish that sentence <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh keep it moving what do you think tony what were your thoughts uh well do you guys think uh because pokoshevsky he seemed to he seems to be a very uh you know, like if he does something wrong, he almost gets frustrated, right? You can kind of see it on the bench or – and that's a good thing, but do you think it also is playing with his confidence? Maybe that's why he's taking less shots. You know, you might have a point there. You know, today, like, you know, recently it seems like his shooting numbers are going down a little bit. Uh, let me check his stats against the Pelicans. He didn't shoot as much as I – yeah, he only shot one for four altogether. So it looks like he is kind of like, you know, holding it back a little bit. You might have a point there. I think that has to do yeah, with the they, team as well, you know, because in preseason, it's they're playing with house money. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gave players like Poku and Teo like free reign to do whatever they want on offense. But now that it's the regular season, you know, the team's going to like want them to like uh, turn turn it down a notch for how like wild they can play. Seems like he even like Dagnalt scaled down his minutes a little bit. He played 20 minutes all together in the Pelicans game and it went down seven minutes to 14 today. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. That's interesting. Something to keep an eye out, I think, uh, moving yeah. forward to see uh, how Pokashevsky's minutes. I think maybe just scaling him back a little bit is uh, Dagnat's way of maybe preventing him from losing all his confidence um, and just slowly bringing him into the game instead of just throwing him out there. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, well, Poku, those type of players like Poku who are like super raw and like super young, 
they there's only two ways where they can like really just to the leak. They can either do it by trial trial by fire or they can have their hand held the entire way. And I guess Dagnall tried doing trial by fire this season and I guess he hasn't liked what he's seen. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like uh slowing it down for Poku uh now. Yeah. Um I mean, but other than that, like you guys said, I mean, against the Pelicans, they did get uh, blown out. And like you said, Clemente, it was a, it was a good uh, test for the young group of guys to see how they would bounce back. Um, especially being in, almost, it felt like almost every single game was coming down to the wire. And I said it on Twitter. It's that's really good because this is such a young team, and our, you know, it's. Uh, it's a team with a first-year head coach, so it's it's good experience for the coaching staff, but not only uh, for the coaching staff, but also for the players uh, to play in these in these close games. That at the moment, you know, they don't really uh, well they matter to them, but I wouldn't say they matter a whole lot because our expectations are not to make uh, a run for the finals. Our expectation is more to develop the players and. To keep developing them, uh, so moving forward, they'd they'd get better and better. So I think playing close games now, at uh, while they're so young, is gonna be great for them uh, later on when we're making a run for the title and stuff. But I mean, today, unfortunately, I was only able to see the fourth quarter because I did get off of work a little late. But from what I saw, I mean, uh, like you guys said, Darius Baisley. Yeah, it seemed like he had his breakout um, breakout game. He was being tough on himself this past couple of games on defense, and and he was in a shooting slump. But it looks like he was able to bounce back. And I think Shea, Shea, he could have those big numbers if he wanted to, right? He could put up 25-plus points a game, but it on probably, you know, 20-plus shots a game. Uh, he could try and get as, you know, all the assists, ten plus assists, but it's also gonna come with turnovers because he, he, you know, he could try and force some stuff. But he's patient. He's been patient in the offense. It seems like he's he really wants to get everyone involved when he's running uh, the ball. His it's almost like his first his first thought when he's running the offense is to pass, not not so much to uh, set himself up for for a shot. It's more so uh, to see and to get the ball moving. And that's, you know, Coach, in the beginning of the season, he said he uh, – Clemente had said that – Coach had said that he wanted to run a type of uh, space and pace type of offense. And we all said we would see because uh, it's easier said than done, but it seems like that's what they're doing. I mean, it seems like uh, the guys are around the perimeter and and Shea's crashing uh, towards the rim and, and finding that open shooter. And, and like you guys said, his passes have been amazing. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'm in awe of his passes and, and his vision is only getting better, it seems like. I've also noticed that, like, you know, our, our trio of guys, they seem to be, like, a lot more fluid and, like, a lot more cleaner when they're getting towards the rack and converting layups. And I think defenses are starting to recognize that as well because, uh, like, we're starting to see Lou Dort gain a lot more respect as soon as he drives towards the uh, basket. And he has the defense collapse on him. We see a lot more players open along the perimeter, like Al Horford. Like, I think I've seen Dort, like, 
have like at least five potential assists to Al Horford today, but he went like two of seven from three, but he had a couple of them convert for Lou Dort. So it's really good to see, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, slashing towards the basket and then like dishing it out to wide open shooters. And then just like, you know, that's why I have so much even scoring so much. Like we were, you were talking about like pace and space, just a lot of that, uh, like even some even assist numbers as well. Like Shea, he had the highest uh, assist total overall today with seven, but he also had George Hill with five and Taylor Maladon with four and uh, Baisley with two and Horford with four. So it's just really good to see a lot of people getting, uh, you know, uh, a lot more involved with spreading the ball around, a lot of more ball movement. And we just haven't seen that a lot in, you know, Thunder's past. Don't say it, Clemente. Don't say it. Yeah, I think it's it's finally, as a Thunder fan, I think it's finally good to see our offense upgrade to the modern NBA. 100%. All right, for our next segment, we're going to talk, we're going to answer some Q&As from Reddit. Um, we're each going to answer one question each. Hunter, go ahead and ask. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here's the Reddit, Reddit questions right here. We got one from user, Reddit user Notorious Hothead. He says, who would you like to see consistent minutes off the bench? Teo exempted because he has cemented himself a spot in the second unit. Okay, I'll go first. Um, for me, Bobby, I mean, the guys we're, we're seeing already on the court, Poku, Muscala, people like that, especially Muscala, since there's a possibility that we can trade him for future assets, considering how well he's played the season so far. So players like Poku, Muscala, uh, who else is on the bench? Um, like Roby or Josh Hall, Moses Brown, Kendrick Williams? Yeah, Diallo, Jackson. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our bench is pretty bad, man. But mostly Poku and Muscala is who I want to see eat up most of the minutes, along with uh, Teo. I think you know Roby what? wouldn't uh, be too bad. I think he's shown what I guess what he could be. You know that one game where he broke whose whose ankles was it? Vucevic. Wasn't it against the Magic? Oh yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was Vucevic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's shown some potential there, so I wouldn't mind uh, just throwing. Like I said before, you know, we're not necessarily making a run to for the NBA title at this moment. So go and just throw him out there and, and see if maybe we can get some consistency out of him. Yeah, I think he'll eat up Muscala's minutes if he gets traded. Roby's only like 21, 22 years old, years old as well. So he's probably yeah. being one of those guys who gets a shot to like prove himself. Yeah, like, you that. know, I want to see, I want to see a little bit more of like Josh Hawley. You know, I see a lot of people hyping him up. You know, how they said that he did really good back in high school. So I want to see a little bit more minutes from him. But uh, someone we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen a Ty Jerome because he's been out with the ankle injury. He got in, I think, was it training camp, I think? First practice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first practice. Week. That, that's a little concerning that he already got a, an injury, especially, you know, <laughs> an injury he's, like, already had before that kind of derailed his first rookie season. But uh, I still want to see, you know, what he can do, the reason why the Thunder uh, wanted to add him onto that trade. Don't say contract purposes, but, you know, I just want to – I want to believe they wanted him. So I just really want to see what he can do on the, the court. Yeah. All right. So, uh, second question we got here is from uh, Twitter user underscore Buckley underscore, and they say, "When we're the title contender, we hope to be. Who will be our number one option?" Not Shay. Probably someone in high school right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just being straight up, man. I like Shay. I think he'd be a great two free for a title contender, but I don't think. I mean, he's still young, obviously, so he can obviously uh, change. But I don't know. I just I just don't see Shea being a number one on a title contender. All right, we got Andrew Schlick's opinion. Tony, what do you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. I just got it. Um, 
I don't know. It's going to be hard to choose between, um, you know, Jason Tatum and um, Zion Williamson. and. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I hope to be Cade Cunningham if everything Honestly. goes right. But uh, if not, then Lou Dort, final answer. Lou Dort. Well, you know, I'm still in the I'm still in the shade train here, so I'm hoping that he can he can step up and be the number one option. It already seems like management and the coaching, especially, is a all in on Shea being the face of the franchise. He seems to get a bulk of the clutch minutes as well, taking the last final shot in that Charlotte game, winning us the game there. So I'm really hoping to see Shea moving forward, become the number one overall option. Yeah, and oh, so yeah. we got Shea. Shea's like honestly like uh, a v- very professional guy. He's not like super flashy. Uh, he doesn't, like I said before, he doesn't have to have those big numbers. It seems like, honestly, to him, as long as he gets to win, that's what's important to him. I don't know why uh, Clemente and Andrew Schlecht are so down on Shea and think that he <laughs> that think that his ceiling is number two. But uh, you know, they're just haters, Tony. They're just haters. Haters are are his motivators, I guess. As corny as that sounded. <laughs> Uh, I think the good news is, is that we already got three fifths of our, of our starters for our next contender. I mean, we got Shea, Baisley, and Dort. That's like three fifths of a really good quality starting lineup. And I think the two missing pieces are going to have to be, you know, star players in order for us to be serious contenders. So, like Tony said, Jason Tatum and Zion Williamson. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Basically, we got another... honestly, uh, would you guys be surprised if Baisley was number one? Oh, definitely, man. I think Baisley Sealy is a really good starter, but as a top guy on title contender, oh, man. Okay, Hunter, what about you? Because I'm tired of hearing this negativity from Clemente. Yeah, we're moving on from the, you know, the guy who got the ego stuck in his head, I guess, just going to the pressers and all that, you know? All right, from from now on, it'll just be me and and Hunter answering the questions. Exactly. Clemente, you just have to sit out this one, all right? Yeah, what I'm you guys say next that Diallo is, is should be a starter? <laughs> you know, I don't think I've seen an I don't think I've seen enough from Bayes yet, but you know, I think he has the 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 ability to be like he has the he has the uh the assets for like a a potential star player, but I don't he just has the, you know, reel it in, I guess, just try and take a hold of it. I don't expect him to be, but I feel like he can he can try at least to get up into that that upper echelon of becoming a star player, but I just I don't think it'll happen. Man, base base if he uh, if he keeps going on the correct path, he could be he's gonna be such a great player. I agree. He's gonna know. be in all the like uh, he's gonna fill up you know just about every stat line, but he's gonna be such a great player. He'll be the greatest left-handed shooter in Thunder history. I'll tell you that. It'll be interesting to see uh, now that. You know, so when, when we lost Adams, you know, he kind of did the dirty work for us. Who steps up to do that type of dirty work? Because we're going to need someone to do that. 100%. Hopefully he learned a lot from him before he left. Yeah. All right. We got another question here from uh, Reddit user G-I-R-I-0-N, Giri-0-N. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your Reddit name, but they ask uh, – what do you think the main reason Teo Maladon looks so good in preseason and hasn't in the rest of the regular season? Just better comp or is it something else? I think this is up your alley, Hunter. I know. Exactly. Perfect. So everybody knows here that uh, I'm a Teo fanfic novelist. And uh, yeah, he's obviously we'll let Hunter answer this one. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Got to compare him to his mentor, Tony Parker. Tony Parker was also <laughs> my hero. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Tony, I mean, uh, Teo today. Uh, you see, I'm already calling him Tony Parker. I'm already, already confusing them. I know, exactly. See, that's just how good they are. Just, I'm obsessed. All right, but uh, in, in reality, you know, Teo Maladon, he actually did pretty good today. Five of seven from the field, one of three from three. He had 12 altogether. Uh, this question was actually asked before the game started. But uh, I understand where they were coming from. Teo didn't actually perform up to his uh, standards as he did in the preseason. But, you know, uh, Clemente was talking about uh, earlier when we were talking about the two games, about Poku, actually. Uh, you know, in the preseason, it's not like, you know, like the regular season in general. Like, you're not like, you're not fighting for a spot or anything. You're not fighting for actual minutes. You're just trying to, no game plan, just let, letting it go out there and just uh, play at will. And Teo did that, and he showed that he had the ability to become a really good NBA player. And uh, now, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more laxed minutes as well. And uh, we saw a lot more of a – we're seeing a lot more of George Hill and SGA taking up those minute spots. And, uh, you know, Teo, he, actually, he hasn't had as much – I don't think he's had as much time to, like, you know, get in a groove for himself or feel, feel a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, we saw today that he was starting to get a little bit more comfortable. And he just uh, – he put on a show, basically. The, probably the, it is the best game of his career by far. And uh, I'm just, you know, uh, he has the ability to become a really good player in this league, and he's already leading the second unit really well as a rookie. And so I can't wait to see that, you know, evolve. And uh, he's, you know, he's already showing it right now. And the past games, he, he's just, a, you know, he has those rookie jitters. But he starts slowly getting out of that. And he, you know, he hit a, a pretty clutch uh, buzzer beater. I think it was over Cole Anthony, or was it MCW? I can't remember exactly who it was, but he crossed him up. He had some pretty good handles on that. And hit the buzzer beater and it seems like he's getting a little bit more a little bit more comfortable out there you know just dishing and diamond everybody out there and he's using Mike Muscal a lot more often for the pick and pop so I'm just really excited to see what uh, Teo can do from here on out and it seems like he's starting to get into his groove and uh, you know maybe he'll be back into his preseason form pretty soon and already seems like he's already getting there right now. I think part of the uh, problem as well was uh, in the preseason almost you know other teams didn't really know about uh, Teo but now they're starting to get more film on his tendencies and stuff. So they are able to game plan kind of for him. Yeah. So he might struggle a little bit more, but it seems like I wouldn't worry too much. seems like yeah. he's, uh, he's someone who's in the, I mean, what was it? What game was it against the Pelicans? He was after the game taking shots up. Yeah. Him and Roby, I think. Yeah. So uh, it seems like he's, you know, he's always he's looking for ways to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Any more questions? Well, or is that it? Well, uh, I guess we do got this uh, one other question from uh, Reddit user Sigma4488. Is Horford's 42 the number of teams he's been on, or or is that's what it feels like? I mean, he's been on four teams. Yeah. I, don't to... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you know the reason why uh, Al Horford's 42, actually? The reason why he's 42 is because he shot 42 straight threes over his father, Tito Horford, that he used to play for the Bucks. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, nah, I'm 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 completely kidding. <laughs> that was made up. I was like, but, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I think in reality, the reason why he picked 42 was because his father was uh, he was number 42 when he played for the Bullets. I think. I think. That's I think why it feels like Horford has been on so many teams is because uh, his last. Maybe maybe his uh, persona after the Sixers was just so bad around the league because he performed pretty poorly. Uh, I don't that's know. a good point. Maybe people forgot well, about him. 
Yeah, pro- I mean, I, how many years was he on the Celtics? Like two? He was on there for a, a little bit. We all know he's on the Hawks forever. Good old Hawk days. Good old days. Y'all, you guys remember when the Warriors were pretty good? <laughs> Great times in the NBA. All right, then, guys. I think that about wraps up our pod. Um, did you guys have any final thoughts? Well, final thoughts. Uh, Glad Bays did good today. SGA is looking really smooth out there, looking like smooth Gilgis Alexander. Lou Dort is playing phenomenal. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Teo is being Teo, and I love that. Uh, that's about all I got. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these group of guys are just going to get funner and funner to watch. Um, I think as the season goes along and as each one of them gets better, um, hopefully Pokoshevsky's confidence doesn't start to waver because uh, then we'll have a Terrence Ferguson case on our hands again. Oh, and no. that'll be no bueno. But, um, yeah, I mean – Hopefully their confidence stays um, as the season goes on, as these games get tougher. Because I think we have one of the toughest uh, schedules in the league, especially if I think in February. But um, like I said, these these guys are going to be fun to watch. So just sit back, enjoy the games. There will be better days ahead. And uh, thunder up. Don't take the W's for granted this year. On Sunday – be tuned into Clemente's Twitter as his cowgirls miss the playoffs. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right, then. We'll see. But uh, thank you guys for listening again. Leave a comment, review, stuff like that. Uh, thanks, and have a good day.